Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 521. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the Steve McQueen Car Show and talking with sponsors of this spectacular event that takes place on June 4th at the Boys Republic in Chino Hills, California. You can learn more about this event at www.stevemcqueencarshow.com. Success is 85% showing up. I think that's a Woody Allen phrase, but it's, it's worked well for me in all of my endeavors. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Bruce Schwartz. Bruce, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. All right. Great to have you here. Bruce Schwartz is the president and owner of Stoddard Porsche Parts, located in Highland Heights, Ohio. Stoddard Imported Cars was founded by Chuck Stoddard in 1957. The dealer sold Porsche, Audi, and Mercedes-Benz automobiles and was made popular as a full-service Porsche facility for new cars as well as the restoration and manufacturing and distribution of parts for the early 356 and 911 models. In 1983, the Porsche family purchased Stoddard and in 2004, Bruce returned ownership to the United States. And in 2011, Penske Automotive bought the dealership and Bruce kept the parts business under the Stoddard banner. Stoddard Parts is a proud sponsor of the Steve McQueen Car Show that takes place on June 4th, benefiting the Boys Republic in Chino Hills, California. So Bruce, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your business, which I've admired for many, many years, being a Porsche fan, and your passion for automobiles? Well, thanks, um, Mark. It's a fortuitous kind of thing that got me into this business. And for your listeners out there who say, how can I ever get in the car business? Um, I think with, you know, my, the only advice I can give them is find something and just keep, uh, keep your nose in it, so to speak. Just keep <laughs> pushing and pushing and, uh, you'll, and just be careful what you wish for because you may get it. Yes. I got out of college and I started a truck parts business with a friend. I was in the sugar business. I was in the advertising specialty business. And as the things went on, I found that I was really bent towards automotive. I wanted to do something. I was a 
customer at Stoddard at Porsches and Audis, and the sugar business we were involved with, we ended up selling, and I had a couple bucks in my pocket, and this was back in the late 90s, and I walked in, and I said to somebody, I'd like to buy the dealership, uh, or actually, let's put it this way, somebody else called a lawyer and said, I'd like to buy a de- the dealership, and mm-hmm. we sort of got trounced at, at that effort, but in 2003, I got a phone call again, and people at the dealership knew me, because as I said, I was a customer, and uh, I remember they asked me the question, aren't you from Youngstown, Ohio? And I said, yeah, and they said, would you um, would you ever be interested in an Audi dealership? Uh, we knew you had interest in the, in the Porsche dealership, would you be interested in an Audi dealership in Youngstown? And by the way, this place isn't for sale. And I remember <laughs> hanging up the phone after that and going, oh my gosh. Well, I'll make a long story short, it was for sale, and I had the good fortune of being able to purchase it in, in uh, November of 2004. Cool. So uh, that's how I got in the car business. And I wanted <laughs> Stoddard because I, they were unique among anything that was Porsche in the United States. And then after I got into business, I came to realize how, how unique they really were. You know, it's a wonderful story. I love it. It's kind of that American success story. And like you said, uh, be careful what you wish for because you just might end up there. And and I'm glad you did because, like I said, I'm a longtime Porsche fan. I've admired your company for a long time, bought some parts from you guys, and really like what you're doing, your look, feel. Everything is really, really great. So we're going to learn a lot more about you and the company as we roll through some questions. But first, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life, and it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So, Bruce, take the wheel. Success is 85% showing up. I think that's a Woody Allen phrase, but it's it's worked well for me in all of my endeavors. So show up. That's all I can tell you. Yes. You know, I've told that to my kids. My dad taught me that way back when. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He said, you know what? Get to work before the boss. And stay until after the boss leaves and just do that every day. And I did that with my first job out of college and ended up being part owners in that company. Did it again with my second career. And uh, yeah, just show up. And those folks that don't show up, you just scratch your head and go, get an alarm clock, for goodness sake. Yeah, no, it works on more fronts than you know. The older you get, the more you realize it. Yeah. Um, But just... Just show up. You got an idea, you want to do something, just show up. Yeah, so. just yeah, exactly. Well, listeners, take it from a couple old guys who've been around the block a few times. <laughs> just <right>. show <laughs> up for sure. Could you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you really knew that you were a car guy? I'm not sure. I think there was a series of events. Um I, I can just remember, you know, growing up in Youngstown, Ohio, and and neighbors down the street having, you know, 1965 Grand Prix with, you know, three two barrels and four speeds, and they'd see me standing out in front of the driveway as a kid, and, and they'd stick their foot into it, and I, you know, George Pappas, uh, name just hit me. That era, you know, late 60s, uh, the older guys around me, the older kids in the block had these cars that just, you know, they'd light them up, and I, I, I was smitten. And I think like my first car, not I think, my very first car was a 1967 black Volkswagen with a red interior. Oh. And I thought, boy, this is, this is the, the best of everything. How unique is that? And I had that car for a number of years, went through college in it. And I just 
you know, the 70s, um, after when I got out of college, were pretty much a dry period, as everybody knows, who's car aficionado. Mm-hmm. It, there wasn't a lot of great stuff floating around, and I had wanted a, a 67 Shelby or something like that at the time and did everything I could, but then even back then, I couldn't afford it back yeah. in the 70s. And, sure. Subsequently got one in 1990, by the way, but that's another story. But (laughs) there was just a series of events. I think driving with my dad in New York City, and he was a... And, and still is, thank goodness he's around I'm at 91. But back wow. in the days, back in the 60s, I remember driving to New York with him. I go with him for work, and this this um, soft-spoken kind of mild guy became a madman in the city. And I, this is the greatest thing. Look how he's getting around here and everything else. So, <laughs> a combination of all that stuff made me realize that I I wanted to be in the car business. I was just really afraid to act out on it, though. Yeah, so, yeah, very cool. I love it. Well, thanks a lot, yeah. George. You said it was George Pappas. Was that the kid? George Pappas. Yeah, I don't know if he's still around, but uh, I can still remember that black Grand Prix with those aluminum wheels with the big studs on them. And just, oh, yeah. Just what a car it was. Yeah. Thank you, George. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, Bruce, what I would love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. You've had many different businesses in different fields. Being an entrepreneur is fraught with a roller coaster ride of ups and downs, failures, successes, and challenges. I'd love for you to share a huge challenge or even better, a big failure that you face. Take us there. Walk us through it. But the most important thing about it is how did you overcome that situation and what did it teach you? I think it was interesting. I got... Lucky. Uh, we started, this friend of mine started, a, it was his family's business actually in Youngstown, and we moved to Cleveland, which is what got me here. And we started this truck parts business, and, you know, at 25 or 26, friend's father said, Here's some money, uh, you guys go start this thing, which, you know, in retrospect, at the time, I didn't even realize how great of a, an idea, how, how fortunate I was to have that. And that was where I really got started. I did that for seven years or so, and I got married, and my wife's family had an ice cream business and a sugar business, and I remember my father-in-law saying to me, listen, uh, I don't know how you're doing with what you're doing, and I was doing great, I thought. He (laughs) said, but if you'd be interested, uh, we've got an opening at the sugar business we have, and uh, I remember he said, it's the first time I ever heard it, eat what you kill. Can't promise you anything, but uh, good luck. (laughs) And we had really great success, made some headroads and something that just didn't exist in the sugar business, and and I got really fortunate. In fact, we were fortunate enough to sell the business um, based on what we had put together. And that was my actually the, the cash that I had to, uh, to try to get in, in the automotive business. Uh-huh. I was determined over the years when I would travel for work, I was in sales a lot. And no matter what city I went to, the first place I went to was a Porsche Audi dealer <laughs> just to wander through the parking lot and see what was doing and yeah. what color the cars were and what they were stocking and you know noticing out in california that audis only had front wheel drives and no quattros and and you know just absorbing all this car stuff uh, never really thinking or knowing that you know that i was going to do something with it right but um like i said we made the offer on on stoddard back in the early 90s and they weren't interested in selling but what it did is it opened the door and in 2003 for um, for the purchase, ultimate purchases of the dealership. They weren't looking to sell it to just anybody. They wanted somebody that, you know, knew that was passionate about the cars. And, and at that point, I had Porsches and I had Audis from, you know, we, we made a little bit of money from the sugar business, so to speak. And 
um, it all sort of came together. And then in 2004, uh, again, had the opportunity to buy Stoddard. And, you know, you talk about challenges that you had to overcome. And, and again, this isn't this isn't um, rocket science. People have done this before with partners. I had some partners in Stoddard, and we'll just leave it that they didn't work out well. Mm-hmm. And so losing that and continuing on was probably one of the biggest challenges that I ever had, but I was determined to stay in this business and determined to stay with Stoddard, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I ended up prevailing. So um uh, it was, you know, we had worked hard to get the dealership. I had worked hard to get the dealership. And then, again, going through partners who just, you know, had different ideas that you don't realize when you get involved. Sure. Um, I was able to overcome that. So, yes. Awesome. All the challenges and the good things that happened from it. So, so if you had one takeaway from that experience that you would share with listeners that might help them not step into the same kind of quicksand, perhaps, that you were in or the challenges that you are in, what would a, a takeaway be from that experience? I don't know how, I don't think that there's any real science for picking a partner in business. Um, I think it's even more difficult than picking your wife. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, um, you know what they always say about family and business or friends in business. It's, it, it's a different dynamic. You know, mm-hmm. you have to become a, a different person for the most part. Um, because, you know, you're, you're called, you're, you're, you know, you're challenged on a lot of things and you have to rise to the occasion for many things that you might not have. So I don't know. I couldn't tell you how to pick a partner. Clearly, the only time that I like take that back. I did have a partner in, in another business years ago. And it worked out relatively fine. But mm-hmm. I, I really couldn't. I don't know how to tell it. You know, it's either, you know, it's it's a crapshoot, I guess. <laughs> Sometimes so, it can be for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's, yeah. let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I like to call a career aha moment. It's a time when Everything kind of comes together with an idea, direction you have for a business. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. I think my aha moment for, I've enjoyed selling. That's always what I did. It was amazing to me, as I said earlier, when we were talking about not knowing whether getting into the car business was going to be the right thing, if it was the right move, because I'd done a couple of other things. I know that I always leaned towards it. I knew that I always wanted to be there. But I, I can remember finally getting the dealership, and I, it was a, probably the, the second or third Saturday that I was in there, and um, I loved being on the floor. Uh, certainly, I got a chance to listen to customers and talk to customers and you know, kind of know who our salespeople were and all that sort of thing. But after a couple of those Saturdays where I just spent the afternoon you know, selling or working with sales, I was blown away by the fact that all these people – had something in common with something that I thought it was just me. All these people love these cars. All these people <laughs> wanted to drive German cars. All these people love Porsches. And there were people who I might have just said hello to but really didn't know because of the community I lived in or live in. But all of a sudden we had so much, I had so much in common with people I never would have thought of that they had the exact same thoughts and feelings that, that you know, that, that I did. And that was, that was probably my biggest, you know, ah moment. There's people like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you just think you're nuts because, you, you know, your parents tell you you're crazy and your wife, you know, who doesn't really appreciate cars or like cars, <laughs> sure. you're crazy, you know. But then all of a sudden you realize, I'm not. There's people out there that love the same thing. Yeah, so. it's a nice thing. That's where the car club community yeah. and the car culture comes in and the car hobby. 
There, there are so many of us that are alike. I went a few weeks ago to the BMW 100th anniversary party here at the LeMay Car Show, or LeMay Museum, rather. And uh-huh. it was a rainy, drizzly, northwest day, and 400-plus cars show up. Didn't matter. You know, we walked around yeah, getting wet yeah. talking about BMWs and cars and, uh, yeah, it's just a culture. So it's really fantastic. Well, let's talk a little bit about proudest career moments. I would assume you've had many, you've had many businesses, you've been through many businesses, but is there one moment you can share with us that was really proud for you? I, again, I guess there was a couple of them. This, we, when I was in the sugar business, it, it was, Something, you know, working for your in-laws and that sort of thing. Um, you want to do the right thing. You don't want to screw anything up. You want to, you know, they've given you an opportunity and, and to, to make good. And we had, we had come up with a, with a way of, of selling sugar that didn't exist. Um, it was, um, we were able to import sugar from out of the country, uh, because it was, a sugar containing item, I won't go, the details are quite boring, but the long short of it is all of a sudden this project that I was handed turned out to be huge. And, um, we were selling product from, you know, you, uh, you said you had a son that graduated from Rhode Island all the way over to, in some cases, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And we were doing it on our own and I was responsible for it. And it was, it was that first, you know, kind of thing that said, boy, you know, look at you can do something. You can, you know, look at where you're going with this you right. know, stuff that I never thought that I could do. And I guess really the other one, and to this day, you know, is, is really landing Stoddard and, you know, this, 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 this company that's been known forever for, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, you know, traditional old car business and, and, and stuff and things that we've done and, and continue to do. Having that brand name is just absolutely incredible. In fact, it's kind of almost humbling, but having that and being there is probably, besides that sugar business, which was a, which was a, um, you know, I, I could do something, you know, it's, it's right. interesting. I, you're <laughs> handing this project and it worked. And, but this, this car business thing and started especially is something, you know, forever be very, very, very proud of and, and being a part. Of it's a very much a iconic legacy type brand name, yeah. which is very cool. Yeah. Plus yeah. you align yeah. that with the Porsche brand and Mark, you got this perfect combination of, of respected and time honored tradition going on. Congratulations. Thank you. Just one more thing, if I, if I might. Chuck Stoddard, who is now 85, is somebody that is still very much in, in, you know, in our picture. He's somebody that I call and talk to, you know, maybe at least, if not once a week, every couple of weeks for sure. Mm -hmm. And he still weighs in big time as far as, Keeping us pointed and 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 um, and making clarity sometimes when it gets difficult. So he, he that's also been a huge honor to be associated with with Chuck Stoddard. Nice, very nice. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here. You touched briefly on some cars in your early age, but what was your first really special car? That car that you got, you went, oh, I finally have it, and maybe you could share a memory you have with that vehicle. Well, there was a car and a half. <laughs> I got a, I got a, a, a 1974 Alfa Romeo Spider uh, that somebody put on an electronic ignition in, and uh, it was still a new car, and this was 75 or something. Mm-hmm. And I just thought I nailed it. You know, the problem was it only ran half the time. So that's the half car that I was blown away with. In 1978, I got a Saab Turbo, um, and that was uh, that that lasted seven or eight years, and that was the longest I probably ever owned a car. 
you know, it's interesting when you talk back to the guys getting into how how they all transition into Porsches. They either start off with Volkswagens, Alphas, or or um, you know Saabs, and they all seem to have the same trajectory. And, yeah, uh, talking about the old cars. Yeah, when I was in high school, I had my poor man's Porsche, Carmen Ghia. <laughs> Love that car. Yeah. It was great. Tried to make it as sporty as I could by putting a twenty one ten cc motor in it with dual Delordos and you know special wow. wheels. And oh yeah, it was that a, was a screamer. It Are was you kidding? A, yeah, that car would go really yeah. well. It was a really great fun yeah. car. I loved that car. It was yeah. great. Love to have yeah. one again someday. That'd be really fun. How about seller's remorse? Is there a car that you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? Two of them, nineteen sixty seven Shelby GT five hundred was the only automatic that I had ever owned. I bought it from a guy in Laconia, New Hampshire, in 1990, and uh, I, I think I paid 34.9 for it or something, and <laughs> ended up selling it six or seven years later. You know, the 90s were sort of bleak for restoration and stuff. It took 10 years for it to come back after the 80s, but I think I sold it for 32.9. Mm. So it was a blue GT500 with white stripes. I remember that. And um, also, I had a 74 XKE that a oh. friend of mine had, had that I bought from him and uh, had that for five or six years. So other than that, I stopped uh, I stopped selling stuff. <laughs> oh, good for <laughs> I got you. Today, so I'm not going to lose anything anymore. Yeah. Thank goodness I've outgrown that selling stuff. Yeah, well, we all go through that, and I think at certain times in our lives, they have to go away for certain things like college educations yes. or buying other cars yeah. or businesses and things like that. But uh, I'm glad you're in a new era of car ownership. That's good to yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've got I've got some nice Porsches that I've that I, I won't sell, and they're, they're, they've been fun, and uh, we use them, you know, in ads here, and sometimes we got to pull a part off to send to, you know, Italy or Germany or something because we're going to replicate it. Right. So uh, I have a good excuse for keeping it. Cause yes. We also use it for yeah, business. there's your excuse. Nope, sorry, yeah. can't let that go. It's a business deal. Right. So. Well, let's talk about current projects, what's going on now. I would love to hear a little bit about your guys' involvement in the Steve McQueen Car Show. I know you guys are a sponsor, which is fantastic. It helps the uh, Boys Republic, which is a very worthy cause to help young children and kids uh, that need some help and some guidance and so forth. I had Chad McQueen on the show a couple months ago. He's the one that told me all about the show and what's going on. So tell me a little bit about your involvement there and uh, what has you excited and fired up about that. Well, I would tell you, as we were talking earlier, you know, like those Saturday afternoons on the dealership floor and meeting people that I would never realize I would meet or become friendly with. I, I would have to say, years ago, I met Paul Newman, you know, at a race, and, you know, I'd seen him a hundred times after that, and I wanted to go up and say hello, but just never had the nerve. What am I going to talk to him about? <laughs> sure. And I only use that as an example is that I've come to meet some very interesting people on the West Coast, and one of them is Chad McQueen. I met him through Nicholas Hunsaker, who yep. um, we've worked together on T-shirts and all kinds of things. And a couple of years ago, we had an article written about us. And I had met Chad, I don't know, six months previous at some one of the Southern California events through Nicholas. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'd gotten out of a car or something, and Chad had made a beeline for me. I said, who was this guy? I remember him from somewhere. And obviously, he came to me, thank goodness, <laughs> because I'd only met him briefly. And he came over to say, hey, Bruce. 
Bruce. That was a great article you had in the magazine. Congratulations. Really nice. And it's been like that for, you know, the last four or five years. Been at events and he you know, he's just a good guy, you know. I don't yes. know how else to how to say it. He's you know, remembers things and seems to certainly care and and so when we had the opportunity, Ron Harris, who I I know from you know, from the event, he called and I, I said, Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to do it. The biggest problem that I've had is we have same weekend that, that uh, the Steve McQueen event is, we have we've had our this is our twenty ninth annual uh, Stoddard Porsche swap meet and car show. Oh my god. And goodness. it always falls on the same weekend. Oh. So it just we I haven't been able to get there, yeah, um, yeah. but uh, I'm, I've been very proud to you know to to be asked to be part of it, and uh, yes. it's just been great. And as I said, there was no way in the world I would have ever met you know somebody like Chad had you know not been in the same business that he you know certainly enjoys and is a participant in. Well, it, again, we always come back here at Cars yeah, to it's about the people. The cars are the catalyst, yeah. but the people is what that car hobby and the passion bring together. And Nicholas Hunsiker has been a guest on the show. He's been a sponsor here at Cars Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wonderful guy. He and Heather run that company and do such a wonderful job. I've got a design, a design beautiful, background, beautiful. so I, I love his, his work and things. You'll see it on yeah. my weekly emails for subscribers here at Cars Yeah. So really happy uh-huh. that you're involved and congratulations on yet another year of your event. That's really fantastic. I know how much work yeah. those kind of events take. They're certainly rewarding. Again, it's the same thing. You know, you just, you never take it for granted, but it's like the same thing. People all of a sudden start showing up and you go, thank you, thank you, yes. thank you. You guys have come, you know. Yeah, so somebody just, showed up. Again, I had a party and somebody showed up. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yes, it's, that's, that's the exciting part. Fantastic. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Bruce. If you were a car, I kind of know what kind I think you're going to be, but yeah, you may surprise me. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? Um, clearly a Porsche. Uh, I don't, I wish I could tell you which model. I certainly like the, uh, I like them all. I, I'm not sure which one I could tell you that I'd want to be. I just, there is, um, you know, being involved with this, with the Porsche community uh, on all levels is, is just great. It's a wonderful, you know, it's a wonderful passion that people have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, you know, it, 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 it helps. Uh, our employees, you know, every everybody comes to work every day, and everybody's excited about working with people. And 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 um, and I'm getting away from which car would I be, but clearly it would <laughs> yeah. be a Porsche. You're, avo- you're <laughs> avoiding that question. I can tell. I'm a. I'd be a. I'd be a. I'd be a 2012 uh, 997 GTS convertible. Oh wow! One of my okay. Favorite cars. Now so, we're getting. <laughs> now we're getting. Now you're getting someplace, huh? Now we're getting <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, in a very nice car yeah. too. So I like that. Yeah. Very very nice. Yeah. Well, Bruce, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's the fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit, with over 80,000 patterns available. And they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts, and RVs, exteriors from the elements, and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. 
car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats, and much, much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout, CARSYEAH. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Bruce, we are back and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. That Porsche throttle with that wonderful sound. So you ready? Yeah. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, in Cleveland, get a four-wheel drive car. <laughs> yeah, buy an Audi Quattro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Or a yeah, C4S yeah. or, yeah, something, yeah, yeah, something with yeah. four-wheel drive. four-wheel drive with heated seats, I guess. That would probably be it. Yeah, definitely. I've always lived on the West Coast. There's not been much of an issue, although I live yeah. in the Northwest now where we do get a little cold weather and snow. I live on a steep hill, so we have at least one four-wheel drive car in the family just so we can get home sometimes, but. Would you share yeah. one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? It's interesting, and it's not easy for anybody. I mean, perseverance. You know, I'm watching the NBA Finals now, and I'm a big Cavs fan, and and you you got to persevere. I mean, if you found if you really want to do something, or you're put in the position that you've done it, you know that just because you get something doesn't mean that you you could just sit there and say and just relax. It's, right. You you've got to persevere in every aspect of doing the right thing, chasing things down, following through, seeing that it's there, seeing that it's done. So perseverance is really. It's uh it's something that has to be monitored because you know you you can't be you can't persevere too much because you're going to upset somebody but you got to you got to stay in the hunt and you got to stay in the game and and it's it is difficult and but it's really rewarding when you find out if you it's like again if I didn't do this then this wouldn't have happened right so. yeah no I understand completely for entrepreneurs persistence perseverance and in the case of uh, I've been chasing you for a little bit to be on the show what I like to call yes I'm sorry. But. Well, I like to call it polite persistence, and I hope that that's what yeah. I've I've done with you. <laughs> it's, it's fine. No, it's great, Mark. Yes. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. It's really a, a pleasure and an honor to talk with you. Now, how about a resource? There's a lot of great resources out there, but is there one in particular that you'd like to share with the Cars Yeah listeners? I do everything I can to keep up on all of the magazines that, you know, with the ads for the customers. I try to keep my nose in websites, different websites that are related to not only Porsches, but to everything, Mm -hmm. just to try to make sure that ours stays coherent and good and followed and used. Get Automotive News every week. I, 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 
I, um, oh, by the way, we also, I didn't say this, we have a, we have a business out in Reno as well. I should have said that to you. Ah. It really takes care of our, a lot of our West Coast, I mean, this is a, a surprise at the end, but, and I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> That's it okay. Takes a lot, it takes, it takes care of a lot of our West Coast things, and, yeah. San LA Parts. Okay. Is what it's called. And it's in okay. Reno, Nevada. Yeah, 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 yeah. And is there a um, website for that business independent of your uh, stuttered? And, and, NLAparts.com. Cool. Okay. Well, I'll make sure that, I list that along with Stoddard Parts links on your show notes page here at Cars yeah, so our listeners can find that. Well, I'll remind our listeners that you can find links to all these great resources at carsyeah.com slash Bruce Schwartz. Just type Bruce in the search bar and his page will pop up. All right, Bruce, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have okay. only one collector car in your garage, I know I'm kind of mean, that's a tough one, but you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. You're going to have to keep it and enjoy it like the cars you have now, but money's no object. I will buy you any car in the world. What would that vehicle be, and more importantly, why? The 2004 and 2005 Carrera GT. Oh, okay. Well, tell me a little bit about what... What do you like so much about the Carrera GT? We had, uh, I remember I just bought the dealership, and we had four of them was our allocation. I think the alloc- back then, not all of them sold like the 918s, but we, we had sold four of them, and of the four, I drove three of them. Mm. <laughs> I had to make sure that everything was okay. <laughs> of course. I mean? So, um, and then one of the fellows I remember who bought one of the cars was a yellow one that was out in... Uh, Scottsdale, and he said the only way he'd buy the car is if we came out and showed him how to drive it. Okay. So we did, uh, me and my sales manager, and I got to put you know 100 miles or something on the car. And I, to this very day, it's interesting. I love, I, I really, obviously, I'm passionate. I like them all. Certainly have my favorites, but that one really uh, is, uh, you know, rose the occasion. It was really a big deal at the time, and at the, you know when it came out. $448,000, and it's funny how, you know, money in the economy this year gets that, that $448,000 car is 900 is now a million-dollar car. Oh, gosh, I know. Crazy. It's amazing how they've gone up. But uh, that, to me, was and still is probably one of the my most favorite cars that I've ever driven. Uh, so that would be it. That would be a Carrera GT. There you go. What color would you like? I would probably like blue with red. Oh, Wow. Okay, I don't think I've seen one of that combination. No, there aren't there aren't many, but there were some paint the sample cars that we did, and I right. think uh, that would have been one that I would have. That's that's the color I would have wanted. Wow! And beyond that, if I couldn't get that, probably silver with a brown leather interior, which there was a lot of those. Yeah, at the time. yeah, exactly. Very nice, great choice. Those are spectacular cars. A little challenging to drive. I think they had like a ceramic clutch or something that was a little touchy. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was very little give at the top. That's exactly yes. right. Yeah, yeah. People had to be a little, little careful yeah. driving them. And of course, all that horsepower uh, added to the possibilities of disaster. So, as my driving instructor told me in racing school, the throttle goes both ways, Mark. It, it absolutely. Your ankle has got a lot of maneuverability. <laughs> yes. That's what I said. All these people come in and say, oh, "I can kill myself with that." Said, no, you can't. It's all in your ankle. So just do the yeah. right thing. Yeah, be smart. Well, Bruce, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I knew you would, and I've really enjoyed thank talking you. with so. you. Yeah, yeah. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Would you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Carrera GT? 
I would just say, you know, enjoy the enjoy the ride. I mean, I, it's an amazing time for cars. The new cars is, you know, again, especially a lot of this new stuff. You know, even American cars. There's just so many good things going on, and obviously, the people that are gonna that enjoy cars are gonna be listening to this. So, yes, uh, you know, it sounds sounds ridiculous. <laughs> enjoy the ride. It's overused, but uh, there's, there's a lot of great things. So enjoy the car shows. Enjoy it all because I certainly do. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your companies? Our website is www.stoddard.com. I invite anybody who ever has a question or anything, you can call me direct. My my telephone number is, I'm allowed, allowed to give it out. It's four, of course. It's 440-391-5236. If ever there's a question, um, please give me a call. And again, my, my email address is bschwartz at stoddard.com. And I'd love to hear from anybody that has a question. I might not be able to answer it, but I certainly can find somebody here that, that, that uh, would help me take care of anything that needs to be needs to be answered. There you go. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything Bruce has been so kind to share on his very own Show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type Bruce in that search bar. That page will pop up. And don't forget to check out the Steve McQueen Car Show at www.stevemcqueencarshow.com. It's taking place this coming weekend, June 4th. Should be absolutely spectacular in Chino Hills, California. Check out the website if you can't make the event to learn more about this spectacular event. And you can even go help them out with what they're trying to do to help the uh, Boys Republics as well, just like Bruce has done Bruce, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and with the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks for the opportunity, Mark. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!